Well, you've tried it all and it's not getting better, right? You don't sleep well, which makes you irritable, on edge all day. And then there are the other days when you're just down, nothing feels right. It's not your fault. There's a lot of that going around. If you're into natural alternatives, you're going to love this. CB Distillery, America's trusted source for CBD products, created a breakthrough compound. It is called CBN. And when combined with CBD, it interacts with our regulatory system responsible for sleep, emotional response, discomfort, perception, inflammation, even memory. Bottom line, this is the natural path to better sleep, a calm mind and body, managing discomfort after physical activity. And with over 2 million customers, a money-back guarantee and no prescription required, CB Distillery. It's the source we trust. Visit cbdistillery.com. Enter the code Stephanie for a huge introductory discount. Again, that code is Stephanie at cbdistillery.com. We use it all here at the Stephanie Miller Show, the gummies, the soft gels, the tincture, and I use that salve on my sore muscles. We love it. You will, too. cbdistillery.com. Don't forget, type in Stephanie. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, half vaccinated in D.C. Today, my returning guest and everybody's favorite, Greg Oliar. I always try to keep these intros short. I do have a tier on Patreon that allows listeners to listen ad-free and with a much shorter intro, so stay tuned for that. But the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by listeners, and it's woman-run. It's patrons who keep this show going, and thank you to everyone who supports the show. I'm so grateful. And if you do enjoy today's show, take a look at the About page. Check out some of my past guests. You'll see that most of the time I have conversations about politics, although occasionally I do interview actors about their craft because I used to be one. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. I do two free shows a week, every Monday and Wednesday, and then they are followed by patrons-only shows called What's Up with me, Kimberly Johnson. Talk about different things. Some I call it my online diary. I just talk about whatever's on my mind that day. And then once a month, at least I do a patrons-only show with a guest. Now, if you sign up for the everything tier, you get everything I just mentioned. Plus, you get the ad-free and much shorter intro show. Again, that's at patreon.com slash startmeup. You can also make a one-time donation by checking out the text in the Patreon description. I always include my email, and you can use that with PayPal. You can find Start Me Up on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever podcasts are found. Just stop by the iTunes app, the Apple Podcast Store, and become a subscriber because it's free. And while you're there, if you like the show, please leave a rating and a good review. I would really appreciate it, and thank you to everybody who has. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Greg Olia. Welcome back to the show, Greg. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Well, you're always a pleasure too. Always, always. You know, everyone loves you. So I'm, I, I love having you back. Um, let's just get into it. Uh, okay. First of all, are you fully vaccinated? I am fully vaccinated. I got my second Pfizer shot um, last week. And, you know, of course, it's fine. I was a little bit fuzzy for yeah. a couple of days, I have to say. Yeah. A little bit fuzzy. But it wasn't a bad fuzzy. It was almost like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I never really did drugs, but maybe like the people that did them, what they would feel like and then go to the Grateful Dead show. That's kind of how I felt for most of the first day or wow. the second day. So um, I recommend it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. I, I'm only half vaccinated, but I think I read somewhere that after two weeks, whether it's Pfizer or Moderna, which I got Moderna, 
that you're about 85% protected. So I guess by Wednesday, I'm going to be 85% protected, which makes me feel really good. And But even the 85%, though, like my, my kid was telling me this because I don't know how math works. But, you know, <laughs> kids are in high school and they have a better yes. idea. But even when it's oh, it's 95%, it doesn't mean you're 5% going to get the right. virus. It's actually much, much less than that. So, um, But on that topic, I had this interesting thing happen. I went um, to meet somebody that I know from Twitter, okay, mm -hmm. who randomly turns out lives 10 minutes away from where I live. Hmm. So this is about uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, something. And she says, okay, well, you know, my husband will be there and, um, you know, we're, it's, it's fine. It's just come to the house and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I haven't done anything social like that in yeah. a long time. So I go up there and go to the house and husband comes to the door who I don't know at all. He opens the door and he's not wearing a mask and he reaches out his hand and he's like, Hey, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> and I sort of stare at him yeah. for a while. And then he's like, no, no, we're double vaxxed. Everything's fine. It's all good. And so I shook his hand and I come inside and I realized on the way home, that was the first time that I had shake somebody's hand wow. in oh, well over a year. Yeah. And it was like freaked me out a little. Yeah. Like it, it, it was like a movie, you know, those movies, like it's okay. You're safe. Here. Right. You know, come on in. <laughs> and I, I can't, it was so weird. And uh, yeah, it was well, a nice feeling. There, yeah. there was some YouTube video. I'm sure there's a million of them about how people are like, I don't know how to be human anymore. I don't know how to like be social anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think it's something we're all, we're all going to get used to pretty quickly. Um, you know, it's right, like riding a bike type thing, but yeah, it's a little odd, even just, I mean, I, I'm not fully vaccinated yet. And like I said, even though I'm, you know, going to be pretty good by, by, uh, Wednesday, there is still this feeling of w how safe am I? What, you know? And so right now though, I think we're not, I think it's going to be so much easier by the time we get to like the end of the summer, because, so many more people are going to be vaccinated. And I posted an, a, a tweet saying something like, you know, I wonder how many GOPers who are say, who are saying they're not going to get vaccinated are secretly getting vaccinated. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I yeah, saw and that. and I point. think, yeah. yeah, I think there's probably more than we, we know. So I think there's, you know, I mean, I'm really hoping that we get that herd community. Oh, wait, see, I just heard herd immunity. I'm like fucking Trump now. Um, hurt community. Um, but I, I'm hopeful about that. But I, I kind of want to address something, and I'm just curious about this. I saw that there are people who are choosing to skip the second dose because they're seeing what people are posting on social media about, you know, side effects, and they're, they want to avoid it. And so then I saw other people saying, oh, well, you know, my in order to kind of make it seem like it's not so bad, oh, my, I didn't feel much from my shot. And I feel like I don't want to play into the fear. I think it's, I think we should know what to expect. And, and the idea is like, okay, yeah, some people are going to feel really crappy for a couple of days or a day or something like that. But it's like better than being hooked up to a ventilator. It's better than dying. And I don't understand, like, I don't think we should be saying, oh, it was no big deal because we should just know what to expect. You know, I feel like yeah. it makes me feel like we're giving into that fear. And I don't know. I mean, if people are truly afraid of feeling like shit for a day, it's like, oh, my God, grow the fuck up. 
the, the best, I mean, we, we've spent the last four and a half years, whatever it is, <laughs> railing against the other side lying. Yes. So I don't believe in lying. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I told you, my experience was I didn't have to go into an office. My family was like, just stay home in bed. It's totally fine. You right. should rest, which has never happened ever. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? This is kind of nice. I think mm -hmm. I'm just going to stay in bed and just doze all day. Yeah. And I had all these, I had a little notebook and I thought of all these ideas. Like <laughs> I didn't have any energy to do anything about yeah. the ideas, but I jotted them all down. And <laughs> like I said, it was, it was actually kind of nice. Yeah. So thanks Pfizer. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't, the, the, but on the topic of the people not getting the second shot, Again, I'm an English major, so take everything that I say, Lord knows, <laughs> with a grain of salt. But my understanding is that this isn't a vaccine as much as it's just kind of a – it's going to require booster shots anyway. Exactly, it, yeah. A, vac a true vaccine, you know, works forever kind mm -hmm. of thing, and this does. Oh, it right, works for yeah. a set amount of time. Right. And we're probably going to have to go back and keep getting these things mm -hmm. every, you know, periodically mm -hmm. for as long as it, as it takes. So – okay, you can skip the second shot now, but you're going to have to get the third yeah. shot when that comes around sooner. So, yeah. you know, that, this is just the, the way that it is. And I think we need to just marvel at, at modern science. Mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't take very long for them to figure this out, mm -hmm. create this vaccine and distribute it in such a way that we can all get it. And if Trump had been, if, if Biden <sighs> yeah. had been there uh, a year earlier, we would have all been vaccinated many months ago and and we would be um you know kind of looking back on this time with can you believe that we really <laughs> you know that i saw somebody walking across the street like towards me and i had to like i didn't have my mask on because i was outside and i had to put my mask on and then dart off to the right as, as if i was a leper can you imagine I that know. i did that like, that was so weird but it oh happened to be this morning. You know? Yeah. Well, I feel good because there's a girl at the grocery store. I mean, I always talk to everybody at the grocery store. And she's very young. And she was I – was, I went in there last Wednesday. I always go in Wednesday and Saturday. So I was in there Wednesday. And I asked her if she got her, at, got her vaccine because they have a pharmacy there where they're giving me. She's like, no, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get one. And I said, how come? And so, you know, I mean, she was just giving me a bunch of bullshit non-answer. And I'm like, but what is it that you're specifically afraid of? Or, you know, and she said, well, they, they put it together so quickly. And I said, well, yeah. And I said, but they've been working on the coronavirus for years. The coronavirus has been around for years. And I said, and every scientist in the world stopped what they were doing to figure this out because it's a global emergency. And, you know, I was just going on and on. And, and I was I was saying that. She brought up Johnson and Johnson, and I said, "Well, you know, you get there. There are more chances of getting blood clots if you take birth control. Plus, there's more chances of dying if you get COVID. And um, you know, and and so I, I said, look, I don't want to push you or pressure you. I'm just some woman at the grocery store who <laughs> strongly believes in this vaccine. And I said, but I encourage you to look for yourself. And she, you know, she said something about how." like big pharma just wanted to make money. And I said, well, perhaps they, you know, I know that they're getting money um, to figure this out. I said, but the vaccines are free. And, you know, I, we all have to remember that. And so on Saturday, I went into the store again and somebody else was, uh, you know, ringing my groceries. But then this young girl opened up the lane next to me and she like looked at me and she's like, I'm getting my shot. So <laughs> I felt really good because I think I kind of helped to convince her to do it and she's like you know I've got some traveling that I have to do and it's like good so I mean I know that it's I know that it's frightening and I've talked about this on my show where you know it's like 
you feel a little bit like a guinea pig and everything. And and really, up until kind of yesterday, I was feeling fatigued. And today, I, like yesterday and today, are finally I'm like feeling pretty normal. So I don't know what to expect from my second shot. I might get sick for a while, you know, maybe longer than other people. Maybe I won't get sick at all. But if I do, I'm just going to be so fucking grateful that I'm vaccinated. So, yeah, I, don't I mean, what, this, shit this is a year ago. We would have really been, I'd done anything to get a vaccine. And now we're, well, I don't know if I'm going to get it. OK, fine. <laughs> you, you, you be you. <laughs> people are so I mean, I forget who tweeted this and it was a while ago, but they said uh, we're going to have to change the expression, avoid it like the plague. Because apparently we don't avoid plagues. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't understand how people could be so dumb. But then, of course, I do understand yeah. how people could be so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I want to ask you a question about Trump. Um, because okay. people are speculating, you know, that they're concerned that he's going to run again. And I, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think right now, out of all of the right-wingers, I, th- I think Donald still has probably the most charisma and he clearly has a hold over the party, but there's going to be lawsuits, there's going to be um, information coming out, plus he's not on social media, so his uh, his popularity, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, I think it's going to dwindle. And so there's so much possible that you know there are so many different possibilities as to what could happen between now and 2024 what are your thoughts on that and like what do you think do you think that with these lawsuits do you think he might go to jail do you think that he might just have to you know in civil suits pay a bunch of money will he lose his fortune how do you see this going and then 2024 well i mean you know i have no idea but uh Oh, I had a, such a good answer, and then it just floated <laughs> out of my brain again. You know, I'm I'm fuzzy with this stuff. Oh, yeah. I know that the, he's going to say he's running because right. he wants to raise money. Yeah, and that's it's. This is all a grift, and yeah. I don't understand how after four years of this bullshit and after the reporting that's come out after he's gone, that people really don't understand that it's been a fucking grift the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like we could have had the damn shots before now mm-hmm. and we didn't because he wanted to monetize certain aspects of it. He's a grifter. That's what he is. It's always what he's been. He's a con man. Mm-hmm. So he's going to keep this con up as long as he's alive. But how old is he? What is he? 72, Seven, 73, like something like that. He is, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm going to break some news here on your show. <laughs> he is not a healthy person. Right. He's morbidly obese. <laughs> he's getting old. I don't, I don't really know about the dementia aspects, but I don't think he's like the sharpest knife in the yeah. drawer to begin with. Right. And is, he's clearly losing whatever fastball he had. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would put the chances that he's going to run in 2024 about even with the chances that he's still alive in 2024, yeah. just <laughs> medically. Right. You know, it, it, so I don't care which one of these idiots runs. I told my son, I don't know, a couple months ago, before the election even, that Liz Cheney is going to be the, the nominee in 2024 mm. for the mm. Republicans. Oh, God. And I, Ugh. and the reason I said that is because she is the only one of these imbeciles who actually, you know, stood up for the country mm-hmm. in the time of need. And I, I don't like her. I mean, she's, you know, her policies are awful, but mm-hmm. we have to have a common ground mm-hmm. of, 
yes, democracy, we actually like that. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Inciting insurrection was actually bad. Mm -hmm. We need people that admit that Trump lost, that the election was correct. Mm -hmm. And and none of these people are doing that. They're all con men and liars. And I, to me, it's irrelevant. If any of these people run, it almost doesn't make any difference because it's just a bunch of bullshit. DeSantis is a liar. Mm-hmm. He's a con man. He's a he's a grifter. They yeah. all are. Um, the woman in, in 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 South Dakota, Christy Noem. Yeah. You know, are 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 they going to run based on how many of their constituents they murdered during COVID? Right. Is that like <laughs> a badge of honor? Like yeah. I, I'm literally reading this. Like, how is DeSantis going to run? How are these people running? They were actively killing off their the people that live in the states. This is bizarre. And uh, I don't know. And I don't care because you know what? Whoever runs ain't winning. So who gives a shit? <laughs> well, I love uh, your positive outlook. I, I have a tendency, as you know, to worry a little <laughs> bit. Um, but uh, so, but okay, so of course. You know, we keep hearing that the GOP is imploding, and obviously it is, but it's basically devolving into this white supremacist, Russia-friendly party. And so I'm just, you know, wondering where, like, okay, right, there were people, and I, God, I wish I could remember who it was. I saw a conversation on Twitter. I think it was, maybe it was either right before Trump lost or right after he lost. And somebody had said something like, okay, well, it's only going to take a, mi- a period of time before like the GOP will stick with him for a minute, and then they'll be like, Trump who? But that's not what's happening. And you know, we're seeing that he does still have a lot of control over the party. But, I mean, where do they go? What, what do you think happens? And, and we've got, I mean, we've got, like I said, lawsuits are coming out. Roger Stone is being sued, and even though he's not in, in, in a government position, he's certainly somebody who has a lot of influence over governmental officials. So, like, I, I mean, I don't know. Outside of, like, this new fucking Nazi party, what do you think is going to happen with them? It has to, it's really incumbent on us, on our side, on the side of truth and justice, not just the Democrats, but the people that believe in the rule of law. Yeah. There needs to be consequences for all this shit. Yeah. There have been zero consequences. Zero. Mm-hmm. Even the people that Mueller busted, Trump pardoned. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. And Roger Stone was supposed to go to prison. Instead, he participated in or was somehow involved in the insurrection. Okay? Mm-hmm. The stuff that Paul Manafort did in Ukraine is so awful. He brought it to the United States, worked with a guy that we now know indisputably is a Russian intelligence uh, officer. He took polling data, gave it to the Russian intelligence officer, who this week or last week, the media here was shocked to learn <laughs> that the Russian intelligence officer then gave the intelligence that he had gathered to his superiors at the Kremlin. Oh, my God, can you believe? Like, that's who these people are. And they all got away with, you know, they were all pardoned. Flynn yeah. got pardoned, and he was involved with this all this uh, insurrection stuff. So until there are consequences, Trump is going to be he's going to be primary because why not? I mean, it's worked so far. If you're them, you're looking at this and saying, why not do this? They all get away with it anyway. Right. Why not do it? Mm -hmm. But I don't think that they're going to get away with it. Okay, Merrick Garland has been in office for like six weeks, I think. Mm -hmm. And. His plate is pretty full. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on there, starting with 
God knows what Bill Barr did to the entire DOJ that needed to be repaired before anything could yeah. be done, you know? Uh, so he had to go in there. Even that took more time than, than should have because the Republicans were obstructing his, his uh, um, confirmation hearing. He had to get his lieutenants in there, which he did. And now he's going to work. And he has not um, made any announcements to the public, mm -hmm. although – and I'm going to screw up the podcast here because he's talking <laughs> – right now it's like 1230. He's supposed to talk at 130. So mm -hmm. by the time everybody's listening to this, he will have already spoken. Right. And um, I don't know what he's going to say, but I found out that he has the same birthday that I do, which is oh, November wow. 13th. So he is a Scorpio. <laughs> and on my podcast, Glenn Kirshner describes him as a quiet killer. Wow. And I totally get it. And that's it. I think I don't think he's going to talk unless he has something really yes. important to say. So wow. when he starts bringing stuff in, yeah. that's the time when the Republicans are going to be like, oh, shit. OK, we can't do this anymore. Wow. The party's over. Oh, my God. And then they're going to have to, <laughs> you know, they're going to have to re reconfigure. And who's going to be the leader of the reconfiguration yeah. is Liz Cheney. That's she's the only person there that is remotely viable uh, that I can see. Wow. I mean, that's like it real. I swear to God. Okay, now I like that you said no. They're not going to win. I hope fucking Liz Cheney doesn't win, because if a Republican fucking woman wins first, we're never going to hear the fucking end of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it cannot happen. It cannot happen. It cannot happen. But you're right. right. Look, you're right. We've been, and I know you didn't ask this yet, but I assume you will. So we'll just get right to it. <laughs> We're 100 days in or thereabouts. Uh -huh. Joe Biden is the best president of my lifetime, mm -hmm. period, full stop. <laughs> I don't even know who number two is. There's not, <laughs> nobody comes close. The stuff he's done yeah. in the first 100 days are on par with FDR. Yes. They really are. Yes. It, it, it is a – if you are a red state, low-information voter living in wherever, okay, and okay – Maybe you like Trump. Maybe you like racism. Maybe you're that kind of person. But you don't really, you know, you're not plugged into what's actually going on. What you saw was for four years of Trump, there was lots of promises made about mm -hmm. this, that, and the other that didn't really come to pass in your life, mm -hmm. right? In, in, in rural West Virginia or Alabama or wherever it is that you live. Nothing really came to pass. Uh, you know, there's still immigrants still come, mm -hmm. even though Trump promised to build the wall. The wall yeah. wasn't really built. Right. And even if it was, <laughs> does it affect me here? Yeah. No. OK. And there was a year where everything was shut down. We we're arguing about whether or not we should wear masks <laughs> when, you know, people were legit dying. Yeah. Um, indisputably dying. And the government seemed not to, you know, do much. Trump said inject bleach. Trump said it would just go away like a miracle. All these things. Now you're looking at, at Biden and saying, OK, Biden's been there for 100 days. Yeah. We have vaccines now. They're free. I can just go get one mm -hmm. and then I won't get the damn virus. Mm -hmm. uh, we were in an ec economic catastrophe. Mm -hmm. Hey, I have a whole bunch of money in my checking account now. Yeah. There is this. Yeah. Uh, these plans that are going to pass this infrastructure bill that he's working on. I'm going to get broadband here in, you know, uh, Bumble, West Bumblefuck. <laughs> and now my internet is going to work faster and better. And I'm going to be actually plugged into the world in a way that I wouldn't have thought possible before. Those are three things that absolutely personally affect yes. this person. Yes. It's very rare that a politician 
affects like like personally affects something in your life and makes your life better. Most of the time we argue about stuff that does not actually directly affect us mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. You know, like me being pro-choice and being right. vehement about it will right. not affect me personally. Right. You know, I'm a dude, I'm 48. I'm not, you know, I've had a vasectomy. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's irrelevant to my life, right. but I still feel strongly about it. But yeah. when something affects you personally, yeah. you know, that it's really, really hard to knock that up, which is why Cuomo is, is fine in New York, despite all the stories that came up about him and the attacks and the, the allegations about this or that, because here in New York, whatever happened when that, when the pandemic started, Cuomo went on TV every day, he spoke for an hour, he made us all feel better and he shut down stuff early. He shut down the SUNY campus, the state university campuses in mid March. Hmm. And that saved my town from wow. a lot of people getting sick. Right. Period. Yeah. So I look at Cuomo and I say, "All right, I don't like a lot of these things, but this guy saved me. He yeah. did." Yeah. So I'm gonna like I'm gonna go against him now because he hit on somebody at a wedding. What? <laughs> you know, it, it takes a lot once you have that, you know, that investment mm-hmm. in, in, in you the belief in people. It really takes a lot to make that go away. And yeah. I think Biden is building up that kind of goodwill. I really do. Wow. Yeah, I do too. And you know what? We're going to get back to this conversation in a minute. But first, we're going to hear a few words from Stephanie Miller. Well, you've probably heard you should be eating more seafood. Ha, I'm way ahead of the curve. Yay. But maybe the seafood counter is too intimidating or you aren't quite sure how to prepare it. That's why you need Wild Alaskan Company. The founder comes from a long line of Alaskan commercial fishermen. So they're experts in getting the highest quality, sustainably sourced seafood right to your plate. They believe that what you eat matters. As a member of the Wild Alaskan Company, you'll receive a variety of delicious, perfectly portioned, wild-caught seafood delivered right to your door. With access to their team of fishmongers for any questions, recipes, or cooking tips, they're so confident in the taste and quality of Alaska's seafood. They offer 100% money-back guarantee. Change or pause your delivery. Every date, anytime, so easy. Right now, get $15 off your first box of wild-caught seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash Stephanie. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash Stephanie. 15 bucks off your first box. Wow. Wildalaskancompany.com slash Stephanie. Okay, and we're back. Um, yeah, Biden's first 100 days, man, our man and that's what he says (laughs) he's he's really impressive and i think i mean we've all been saying it and we've all been seeing it and i'm excited about it because obvious you know i'm excited about it but i also have that ptsd you know i i feel uh, there's ptsd from trump and then there's also just that you know and i also want to bring up the uh the chauvin trial and all that stuff what's going on with the police but you know we've got that going on we've got this this clear racist agenda from the right and then we've got this problem with our law enforcement and it sucks because you know when I used to go out with a police officer and he was a really good man and it you know obviously it it, it feels like we don't even need to say this but yes there are good cops of course you know I mean I called the cops the other night because some fucking asshole uh, where I live, I think he was kind of drunk and just being a dick and so wasn't sure what was going on. He was roaming around outside. And so the cops came and I was grateful. You know, I mean, that, I was fortunate. I mean, I'm not a black person. So 
I don't, you know, I don't have that feeling. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not going to say unfortunately. Unfortunately, they have it. But it's like getting pulled over. As a white person, I never wonder, am I going to die? And a black person has that, like, legitimate fear. And so there are good cops out there, but there are so many cops that not only is there white supremacy, there is, uh, what do you call it? I think my boyfriend, Bob Seska, did an article the other day that a lot of these cops are taking steroids. So, you know, they're getting the roid rage and they've got the white supremacy. And we've got this, we've got this kind of like weird place where we've got all these great things happening with Biden and the Democrats. And they're trying to do the right thing. And then we've got this other side where it's like so many of us in this country are racist and horrible and bigoted. And I don't know. I mean, like, how do you see it playing out as far? Because, okay, I still think this is the race thing is still clearly like part of the civil war. I mean, obviously it's not the civil war, but it's we're still fighting this kind of race war or I don't know if it's a race war, if that's the right way to say it, but it's like there's white people are still hating on black people and it's not, they never stopped. But for a while they didn't feel comfortable doing it in public. And now they do because Trump and the tea party, like, do you think that with Biden's presidency and how the Democrats are behaving that somehow we're going to be able to get it to work because we're never going to be able to keep people from being racist, but we can make people or sexist or any of it, but we can make them feel uncomfortable if they choose to do it in public. Clearly now they're feeling comfortable. Like, what do you think about that? Like, where do you think that's going? I think that with racism, we have to really combat the institutional racism. And part of that is just making is raising awareness of it Yeah, because it's not something that's taught. I think we've talked about this before, but I, in this country, we do a a terrible job culturally in the, in the United States of going back and and looking at at mistakes that we've made Mm -hmm. and atoning for them. Basically. Yeah. I mean, it's not just, we have two great sins in this country. We, uh, came here, you know, the, the, the settlers came here, the white people came here from Europe and, systematically exterminated most yeah. of the native population, mm-hmm. whether through disease or, or through actual killing. Mm-hmm. I watched this four-part documentary on HBO called Exterminate All the Brutes, made by Raul Peck, which everybody should watch. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, and in that, I learned, I learned a lot of things, but it was the policy of the federal government for years um, in the 19th century that if you killed a Native American, you got paid for it. Oh, my God. You know, like that and and the Second Amendment and the whole like the militia business, that was there to basically enshrine the right for white people to kill Indians. That's why it's there. So when you think about all of that stuff, that doesn't even get to the slavery aspect. Mm -hmm. Then you then you come to the slavery thing, which still is is hard for me to wrap my head around Mm -hmm. that anyone ever thought that was okay to just get a human being and, and and own them in that way. It's, right. it, it, it boggles my mind that anyone could ever justify this, mm-hmm. but it happened and we did not do anything about mm-hmm. it. We didn't do anything about the Confederacy when that ended. We, we basically just let the South just keep doing its thing. Mm-hmm. They know they didn't have slaves anymore. Instead, they arrested, mm-hmm. arrested black people for loitering, yeah. sent them to prison and then worked them in the prison system. Yeah. So it's the same damn thing. And then right. the Jim Crow laws and all this other stuff. We have never 
had a moment of reckoning where we've gone back and acknowledged this and looked back on it or God forbid, try to atone for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how reparations would work and I'm sure that the MAGA people would love it if we did that. But, um, (laughs) you know, there has to be a point at which we try to make amends, Mm -hmm. which by the way, the Germans have done post-World War II in a much more thoughtful reflective way Mm -hmm. with regards Hitler and and the third Reich than we have ever done here with slavery and the native American extermination policies, Mm -hmm. um, really brought forth by a guy who is still on the $20 bill. So, you know, these founding fathers, quote unquote, I mean, we have a guy in Thomas Jefferson who wrote the declaration of independence and not only owned slave, but was raping his slaves. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, it's, it's, how do you, how do you do that yeah. as a, as a, as a thinking person? It, it, it's sort of hard to even wrap your head around. Yeah. So we come culturally in this country and I know, you know, people are listening, well, I, my people came later and this, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. We right. all benefit right. from the system that was put in place mm-hmm. by generations of this happening. So, you know, we need to all understand how this started, mm-hmm. where it came from, and why there is anger. And the fact that police are still shooting, it just, I, I don't get it. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys, what are you doing? I know. Why, you know, it just makes no sense. Makes no sense. You know. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> your question has no answer. I guess it doesn't. Well, and I saw, I don't know what to make of this either. And it was, I saw it on Twitter. So for, for whatever that's worth, (laughs) but it was, somebody posted a picture of the judge in the Chauvin trial and he was making the white supremacy sign. And it was pretty clear, you know, I mean, I don't know that that was not Photoshopped or anything like that. I, I don't know if he, if, if he was a white supremacist, I wouldn't be surprised, but, um, Somebody said something like, you know, and this was just, it wasn't like a a pundit or anybody. It was just a regular person on Twitter. And they were saying, watch for the sentencing. Because we've seen this before where somebody, you know, gets convicted or whatever and they get, they're guilty, but then they've got a light sentence. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. And I'm, I was relieved to see the verdict. And I, you know, I talked with Terry Canefield on last week and she was saying that she didn't necessarily believe that it was a like a game changer and she didn't believe that it was an anomaly because I don't know if you saw that man that was interviewed by Ali Velshi on Chris it was Chris Hayes and Ali Velshi asked him before the verdict how are you feeling and he didn't feel very hopeful and then after the verdict he felt very hopeful but he felt it this this verdict was an anomaly and so like Terry's whole point about this was she, she didn't actually think it was either. And I mean, she comes from a legal perspective, but I come from a perspective of, I feel like in order to, I mean, obviously legislation is going to be how things are really going to get done. But I think that, you know, we've got this public collective, this, this, what we accept. And I'm, I, I can't help but feel hopeful, even though I know that sounds naive, but I can't help but feel hopeful that this verdict came through because we, it, I don't even think there should have been a fucking trial. It was on camera. To me, it was like, well, we could see what he did. He fucking murdered the guy. 
But okay, we had this trial, and then everybody was like, okay, it's he's he's gonna not if he even gets a guilty verdict, it'll be on the the lesser charge. But he got all three, and I know it's just twelve people, and I know it was on camera, and I know we could all see it. And if it hadn't been on camera, he probably be, would be walking free. But I'm just wondering, like I think it is a maybe a little bit of a a recognition of a change in how we see things and how we recognize there is police racism and brutality. I mean, do you feel, I mean, I know you feel positive about the verdict, but I mean, in the long, in the bigger picture, do you think it's representative of a new path? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, the, the main analog is the OJ trial right mm-hmm. i think a lot of people said oh, i felt yeah. sort of like i did when i was right. watching waiting for the verdict for the oj trial and oj is clearly guilty yeah but the one thing that that came out of that trial okay that was a positive i guess if you could say it that and i hate to even use that word it meant that money trumped race mm-hmm. because right. yeah if it was a white guy, if OJ mm-hmm. had been white, he would have easily gotten off, you know. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he was black and still got off, mm-hmm. that that was that's something that changed, I think. Hmm. That's something that and, and you know for better or for worse, whatever, it was something that was uh, represented a change in that way. Mm-hmm. Okay. This could be the same thing where we're hmm. saying, oh, okay, police officers not only can be found guilty, but should when they, mm-hmm. you know, murder people. Um, yeah. In fact, the the, um, the the standard should be higher for a police yeah. officer than a normal person because, first of all, they they sh- are supposed to be familiar with the laws that they're enforcing, yeah. and you know, murder seems like a pretty easy one to right. figure out. Um, and that's what we want. We want that in our policing. If I was a police officer, I would want. Yeah. You know, I don't want the perception of cops to be this racist army of morons, right. which is what it is right now. Yeah, it is. And that that change has to come from them. Mm-hmm. And all of this shaming um, and calling them out, I think, is helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that was I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of the trial because I felt like. I just want to know that he's guilty. And if he's not guilty, I can't, I just can't handle it. It's yeah. too much for me. Yeah. But the fact that the police chief testified mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. That is a huge thing because that to me says there are good cops, as you said, when, which we know that there are. In mm-hmm. fact, I think probably most cops are good cops, mm-hmm. but for the chief to go out up there and, and basically say, yeah, this should not have happened. Yeah. That to me is a sign that they do want reform. And it, they can they can create this reform. You know, it's it's incumbent upon the individual police uh, mm-hmm. offices really to do it because yeah. you know I, my understanding is the police unions are really not really unions. It's re- it, the whole it, it's a system that's sort of not ideal, but it needs to be reformed. But now people are aware of it. You can't yeah. if you're a cop and you shoot somebody, everybody's going to know your name and your face mm-hmm. pretty quickly, especially if it's on camera. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if somebody took a video of it and you were not, you know, acting in the best way, you're, you're going to know your life is going to be uh, changed forever in a not pleasant way. Yeah. And, you know, that's just how it goes. So I don't know. I'm not an expert. I know there's a lot of good work about this, a lot of studies, a lot of people have good ideas. 
And the fact that there are good ideas and there are solutions that are known to work, like in other countries right. that have yeah. worked, I think, you know, we know what the path is. We mm -hmm. just have to do it. Yeah, we just have to get our asses in gear. Now, do you yeah. think that same, okay, like the same question kind of just like applies to the country as far as, okay, this, the fact that Biden was elected, the fact that, I mean, okay, you have to keep in mind that Donald Trump still got more votes than any other person outside of Joe Biden. Um, so there is that. But we've got Joe Biden is elected. And as you pointed out, there are going to be tangible things that average the, the average person can say, oh, this affects me personally in a positive way. Um, and, and from what I see so far in these first hundred days, Democrats are being are, are I think it, 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 it seems to me the Democrats are getting it. And they're like, OK, we not only do we have to stand up and fight these liars and these traitors because they saw what he they you know, they saw what happened to Obama. And then, of course, we all had to deal with Trump. So now here we are. And I know that there was like this whole like side of a building in, in New York praising the Democrats and Biden for the stimulus package, thanking them. I think that Democrats desperately, like I desperately think I should say Democrats need to promote what they do because, because the people in, what did you call it? Oh my God. I can't remember what you called it. Bumble. Bumble. What did you call it? <laughs> West, Bumblefuck? West Bumblefuck. <laughs> the people in West Bumblefuck are going to get the stimulus but they're going to watch Fox and they're going to somehow not realize it's coming from Biden. They're going to somehow come up with this bizarro idea that the Democrat, you know, they're, they're going to stay with the Democrats suck. So I'm just, you know, that question that I asked, like, are we moving in this direction of a, of a better country? I mean, yes, in the short term we are, but in the long term, how do you how do you see this like whole thing playing out? With, with what really, Biden doing. So much of it has to do with the filibuster. Hmm, that that yeah. shit needs to be shot dead, left in the side of the road, um, because that's holding up a lot of... It's wasting a lot of time. Yeah. And I know there's workarounds, and they can do this or that. We, we control the Senate. We need to act like we control the Senate. The best thing, best thing that Biden's doing is he's not bothering with these people. He's not bothering to, like talk to them and do the little dance like you're supposed to do, because yeah. he knows that it's a waste of time. Right. And... I think he learned that when Obama did it with the Affordable Care Act. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm not making that mistake. So when you have a president that is behaving that way and saying, we don't need you, so we're going to pass what we want. Mm -hmm. If the things that are passing are popular, which, by the way, they're extremely mm -hmm. popular. Um, at a certain point, the other party really does have to come to the table if they want mm -hmm. and, and stop being obstructionists if they want to get anything at all from what they want. So, yeah. um but it really depends on the – like so many things are up in the air right now. Mm -hmm. If we pass that H.R. 1, the voting rights thing, that's going to solve so many problems in yeah. terms of uh, of the voting going forward and the gerrymandering and all this stuff. Because a lot of uh, – most of the problems in the country are the fact that the, the Congress does not represent the country in a fair way right mm -hmm. now. You know, the House maybe does, but the, the Senate is, is, is a joke. Yeah. I mean – there are four senators from, from North and South Dakota and two from California. That's crazy. Yeah. So now D.C. statehood is on the table. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that's a simple majority. I don't know. 
if it's a, if I, I think it is a simple majority, but somebody can fact check that. Um, it has to be brought to the floor in the Senate. Is yeah. it going to be? I don't know. Right. If D.C. becomes a state next month and we suddenly have two more Democratic yeah. senators. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no that's exciting to that. think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is the sort of shit that I've been saying for months and months. And I'm not the only one, obviously. He needs to be bold. There needs to be yeah. bold things. We need to have more justices on the Supreme Court. Yes. I know that one got sort of floated, too, a little bit. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe we're waiting to get the filibuster to go away and then we'll do right. that. I don't know. But uh, what the, 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 the early returns that I see are that Biden and Kamala are aware of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. They know. They know what the deal is. They're not naive about it mm-hmm. at all. That's what that's my takeaway from it. Yeah. And you look at the achievement and the stuff that's happening, the sanctions on the on Russia and the, and the banks and stuff like that. You know, that that thing with Putin isn't over. I, mm-hmm. I'd like to see him be a little more aggressive. But, yeah. you know, there's ways to do it. You don't have to necessarily be fully aggressive right off. Right. Off right. The bat. right. I right. mean, he did something. He, he did something that's going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. squeeze them out of the money thing and that's that's the way to get at those guys so yeah. um you know he he rejoins the um and has the climate change summit meeting or whatever um you know there's just renewed strengthening of the nato alliance mm-hmm. which is super super important yeah. it's an invisible thing that nobody in the united states even thinks about but we need that in order for there to be peace in the world yeah that's why there has been okay in the western world um, apart from the, the the proxy wars that have been not world wars, yes, um, you know, for our lifetimes certainly we Gen Xers, mm-hmm. we've never had to worry about being drafted into a war, yeah. or anything like that, and that's because of of Pax Americana. It's because of NATO. So this stuff is important, and he knows all of this, and he's doing all of this. Mm-hmm. It's really. He's so much better than I thought he would be. Um, <laughs> yeah, and also. I think his temperament and his personality yes. and his him, he is the yeah. absolutely ideal person for this point in time Yeah, in is. a way that I never would have thought even a year ago. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, what, what a wonderful surprise that is. I think a lot of us are feeling that way and yeah, I mean, uh, nobody expected it, but woohoo, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got to go and you know, I love talking to you. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's great. And you know, my listeners love you. So thank you. But before I let you go, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and all the, all the good stuff you're doing? I can't believe that the time went by so fast. I know. It's so much fun. Uh, thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I have my, my sub stack, which is called prevail, which updates on Tuesday and Friday and Sunday. That's at gregoliar.com, G-R-E-G-O-L-E-A-R.com. And I have a, a podcast now, too, which one of these days you're going to come on. Yes, I podcast. will. I will. Yeah. I, <laughs> and uh, anyway, that comes out on Fridays. And, um, you know, it's, 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 been, it's, it's been an experience, that's for sure. So I've got some good stuff on there. We do some funny things sometimes. It's, it's, it's worth your, your attention. So, well, yeah, that's, those are the places. I look forward to coming on. As you know, I had some things going on. That I, I was unable to to do some recordings, but by June I think I'm going to be good. So um, I'll definitely get in touch with you and 
we'll be doing podcasting all over the place. So, <laughs> uh, podcast across America. Podcast yes. across America. And then, of course, you can find me on Twitter. I almost forgot this. You can find me on Twitter at author Kimberly K I M B E R L E Y. Don't forget that E. Plus, my books are on Amazon under my name. And if you like them, you can buy them and re- you know review them and all that good stuff. Review the show. But thank you again, Greg. It's awesome talking to you, and we will talk again. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.